Friends in Christ, we celebrate once again this beautiful, solemn season of Advent. And that word Advent, or Adventus in Latin, literally means coming. What we anticipate and celebrate is the coming of Jesus Christ into our world and into our lives. And certainly the church understands that coming in two significant ways. First and foremost, his coming among us as a child in Bethlehem. That he dwelt among us, he took on our sins in his human nature, and he brought them to the cross, the first coming of Christ. And yet we also understand Advent as the second coming, when Jesus will come again at the end of time. We profess that every week in the Nicene Creed. And for the liturgy this weekend, we have both the first and the second coming in our readings. It's Isaiah the prophet in the responsorial psalm that are yearning and longing for the coming of God who will be born among us as the Messiah. And yet it's St. Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians and the Gospel of St. Mark that are announcing the second coming in our preparation for that. How do we understand the relationship between those two advents? Well, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, by sharing in the long preparation of the Savior's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. And so importantly, we do not celebrate the birth of Christ in some nostalgic way. It's not mere sentimentalism. Yes, it's wonderful that Christ was born in Bethlehem as a child, that he was adored by the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph and the shepherds and the Magi. It's a wonderful heartwarming realities that should stir our souls. And yet we celebrate them with great passion, with great desire, with great attention, so that we'll be all the more ready to welcome him back when he comes again at the end of time. We should long for that, pine for that reality. And so it is in the readings for this weekend. We hear first and foremost the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is addressing the people of Israel in the wake of the Babylonian exile. And so the people are coming home and they're anticipating that reconciliation with God because they had failed him. Remember, it was their own sins, breaking of the covenant that had brought about the exile. And now they're trying to reconcile with God and open their hearts to that reality. Isaiah says, Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. 
that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. That comes from Isaiah, the inspiration for that wonderful Advent hymn. He's longing and pining for the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah continues and says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Which is exactly what God will do. He'll rend the heavens and come down among us. The psalmist this weekend likewise cries out, Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. Come to save us. This longing to see the face of God is at the heart of that first advent. And yet, tragically, even though they pined for him, even though they yearned for him, when Christ was born among us, he was not received. He was not fully recognized. St. John the Evangelist says he came to dwell among us and his own did not receive him. They weren't able to acknowledge the coming of the Son of God. There's a warning and a motivation there for all of us that we need to be ready to receive him when he comes again. We need to be watchful and ready and prepared. And so it is the collect or opening prayer of our liturgy for the first Sunday of Advent. Says, grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. We don't want to wait passively. We want to run forth to meet the Christ with great anticipation and to have those righteous deeds that we can encounter him with. How beautiful that the liturgy for this Sunday follows closely on the previous Sunday celebrations we've had in recent times. That several weeks ago we heard about the valiant woman in the book of Proverbs who received love and went on with great love to bear fruit in what she did. In the parable of the talents, we heard about those who receive the gift of God and are called to bear fruit with it to produce, to have something to show for what the Lord has given. And finally, for the solemnity of Christ the King, we heard about that powerful parable of the Last Judgment, where Christ announces that he is the one who is hungry, who is thirsty, who is naked, who is ill and in prison, that we have to be ready to meet him in his needs, to love him in the weak and the vulnerable and the poor. Are we able to do that? Jesus cautions us this weekend about the imminence of Advent and his coming. Be watchful, he says. Be alert. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming. You know, for just under a decade, before I entered the seminary, I used to work for a produce department in a major supermarket. And every day, we would enter work, my colleagues and I, 
And the first thing we would do would be to call the voicemail of the district manager who covered the entire state. Because the district manager would give directions for which produce, which product needed to be moved in a particular way that day, which sales we were going to have, important stuff for our daily business. But truth be told, we really listened for the end of the message. Because at the end of the message, he would announce which stores he was going to visit that day. And if your store was on the list, you better be ready. Because he would check meticulously through all of the product on the shelf. If there was one bad apple, one rotten orange, one bad head of lettuce, he would let you know of it. And so we would skip lunch breaks. We would skip our coffee break. We would call in extra help. We would work extra hard to make sure that that department was pristine when he came. If we would do that for a man, how much more as the faithful of God should we be ready for Christ when he comes again? We ask for that grace to anticipate his coming. And we pray once again, grant your faithful, almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom.